Hey, Shelly. Hey, do you know any adults who have college credit but didn't finish their degree? Yeah, I, I do know some adults. And, and according to the National Student Clearinghouse, there are 39 million adults walking around with, with college credit. Credit they've earned and paid for, but any number of a million reasons that they didn't finish their degree. That's about yeah. one in four adults. Right. I mean, it's a lot. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you about a legitimate college system in West Virginia that issues legitimate college degrees. These are regionally accredited. And it's for people who've racked up college credit but never finished their degree. So you're not going to believe the amazing program that we're going to talk about today. You might already be qualified to graduate. So uh, we're your hosts, Jennifer Cook DeRosa and Shelley Cloutier, and you're listening to College on the Cheap. Welcome, everyone. In the past two years, there has been a huge spike in educational pursuit. More people are taking college classes now than ever before. Right. I mean, maybe that has something to do with the access that we're seeing because of COVID and remote learning. Yeah, whatever it is, uh, uh, we're, what we're not seeing is a huge spike in graduation rates. Right. I mean, and we've talked about that here. You know, getting into college is not the barrier. You can get into college. Getting out is what's hard. It's so much harder to get out than get in. And so I think we have a lot of these people that are pursuing these classes, but they're not graduating with a degree. And I always think, you know, what is that? Is that, is that a motivation problem or is that a money problem? Mm, I think there's a lot of problems. Right. You know, I, th I mean, obviously, I think with younger people, it's different than with adults. Adults have a different, um, you know, they have a different daily routine. They have a life. They have things that are going on. So they don't have the luxury of living in the experience for two or four years so that they can focus just on their education. So, I mean, we definitely have, have differences there. I think a lot of people start college with the idea that they're going to graduate and then life just gets in the way. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it is they didn't anticipate the amount of work or, um, you know, but in that we all have to, we, I mean, we know there's a, there's a discipline with it. You know, how right. disciplined are you? Right. Yeah. I mean, so I want to talk about, it's specifically we're going to talk about West Virginia today, okay? Okay. okay. And the, in the United States, most of the college and university systems are governed by some type of governmental board, okay? So in the state of West Virginia, it's the Board of Governors, but in other states, it's called different things. So it's the Board of Trustees in Alabama, Board of Regents in Georgia, um, Illinois also has a board of governors. I mean, it, it's all essentially the same thing. No matter what state you live in, your state's governing educational body is is somebody, right? And they basically have three rule, three roles. Uh, they are the ones who set educational policy. They advocate for the citizens in the state, and they kind of serve as that bridge or that liaison between the government and what the citizens or industry wants and needs out of an educational system. So they have kind of this oversight, even though they're not in the, the daily operations of, of running our community colleges or our universities, you know, they're the ones that uh, set those big picture policies. So 
and there's a reason that I'm telling you all this. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the examples of the things that a board of governors might do, for instance, is let's say there's someone in the state that's going to get an honorary doctorate. They actually approve that, right? They would be the ones who would approve if one of the universities wants to come up with a new degree program. They have to give it that final stamp of approval. Uh, they set the tuition rates for the colleges and universities in the state. I mean, they have they have a, an important role, even though we may not know a lot about what they're doing behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. Well, in early 2000, the Board of Governors in West Virginia, um, they really were fed up with the state of their community college and, and university degree program in terms of the graduation rates. Now, the graduation rates, again, this is a soapbox of ours, right? Mm -hmm. They're not very good across the country. But the community colleges in particular in West Virginia, they were offering one and two year programs. But at six years, okay, six years, only about a third of the students had managed to get graduated. In those one and two year programs? In these one six and years. two year programs. I mean, so that is really low. And if you've got someone for six years enrolled in your system and you can't get them graduated, I mean, that's a problem, right? right. Aside, from, aside from it being expensive, it also is costing time, right? It's costing um, your money. It's costing away, time away from your family. It's, it's costing, you know, delaying your occupation. Like there's, there's all of these, these reasons why it's not a good idea to spend six years earning a one or a two-year degree, obviously, right? And psychologically, I mean, just you're getting discouraged because it's taking too long. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I do think that there's there's um, a decline, right? The longer you're in the system, the longer and harder it is to get out. Right. But, you know, the Board of Governors, they wanted to address that, and they basically said, listen, we've got people in our state who have college credit, so clearly they're smart enough to pass a class, Right. Mm -hmm. and they may have enough college credit even to graduate, but, you know, sometimes colleges will change the degree requirements, and if a student isn't enrolled full-time, they're not guaranteed that they're going to get to finish the degree as it was written when they started, and six years is a long time. A lot of things change in six years. So you might find yourself in a situation where you were only a couple classes away from graduation, but now because the degree requirements changed, now, in order to get that one or two year program finished, you might have to take a whole nother dozen classes. Mm, yeah. And so, I mean, this just, it like pounds and pounds and pounds on, on a person until they just say, you know what, forget it. I, I've got a busy life. I don't have, I don't have time for this, you know? Right, right. I mean, and why, why shouldn't they get a degree, be able to pull all their credits together and get this degree? You know, it's just so uh, discouraging. The degree program or the solution, I guess, that they come up with is really the topic of today's podcast because they came up with an idea that pretty much disrupted the education options in their state, and they came up with what they call a degree completion program, and it's for associate's degrees. And what they've decided is they were going to let students come into the program and bring in all of their existing college credit. Okay, they weren't going to split hairs about when the credits were taken. They weren't going to worry too much about 
um, meeting all of these specific course requirements. They were going to have some very basic general education requirements, and they were going to allow students to just bring in all of this credit. Okay, so their goal when they set this program up was to take that that dismal graduation rate and bring it up so that they would have a 75% completion rate or graduation rate for this specific program. That was their goal. They wanted 75% graduation rate. And I have to tell you, 75% doesn't even seem that unreasonable to me. Like I feel like right. graduation rates should be 75%, but they were completely revolutionary, you know, in this in this pursuit. And then they did something um, even more cool when they launched this program, they were going to allow people from any state. So it wasn't even mm -hmm. just for their residents. It was going to be for anyone in the United States. That's wonderful. I mean, if you thought about that through high school, if uh, the graduation rate was 75% the high school, you still think that's high enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's honestly, it's really um, a solution to a big problem. And they don't really advertise a lot. And there are, of course, um, when someone finds out about programs like this, you know, they'll tell a few people. And so I thought with our platform, we should tell people about this because if there are adults that have college credit, then they want to think about this program. So if you go into the Board of Governors or if you go into the West Virginia Educational website, you'll find that there's 22 community colleges in West Virginia. So you could do this, this Board of Governors degree through any of them. However, to make things easy and to save a lot of time, I've already looked at all of the, the programs. So the best one, <laughs> and there is one best one, mm -hmm. is the program being offered through Pierpont Community and Technical College, and that's in Fairmont, West Virginia. And that particular program is the only one in the state that has waived 100% of the costs. Now, there's no cost to apply. There's no cost to graduate. We'll talk about the credit in just a second. Um, but again, this is kind of for people who already have college credit, right? Mm -hmm. So what they've done is they've got one person who is sitting at the helm and she is in charge of reviewing all of these applications She's in charge of is assessing and evaluating all the college credit. So you're not getting sucked into this big, long system where you get lost and, and you're disconnected from it. This is literally a one-stop shop where one person helps you start and then takes you through all the way through graduation. So they've really cut out all of the middlemen. Like there's no, there's no um, financial aid process. There's there's just nothing that is going to get in the way or stand as a barrier. You just apply for this one program. This one person helps you by assessing your existing college credit, and then they get you moving towards graduation. So it's streamlined. And how long they been, How long has this been an option for that they've been offering this? About twenty years. Oh, I mean, so quite this a bit. is streamlined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but people don't always know about it, and mm. especially if they're not advertising and if they're not generating a lot of revenue. So this is the kind of program that gets shared by word of mouth. Okay. And um, particularly if you're not living in West Virginia, you would not even stumble on this. I mean, um, it's just kind of a little special program, but because it's open to anybody, it's worth talking about. So 
Uh, okay, so they have they have a very basic program. So here's here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to Pierpont Community and Technical College, and their website's Pierpont.edu. P-I-E-R-P-O-N-T. Pierpont.edu. And you're gonna fill out the application. It costs zero dollars. The program that you're gonna select is called the Associate of Applied Science Board of Governors degree. And by having it tagged Board of Governors degree, that's how they know that you're gonna be in this special program. So you don't wanna enroll in the regular admissions program where you're gonna go where you're gonna get, you know, put into the system as a regular traditional college student. You're kind of coming in as a non-traditional student, so you're filling out your application that way. Um, now you have to be out of high school at least two years. You have to have graduated two years ago. You can have a GED or a similar, you know, kind of um, equivalency, but you have to have two years between 12th grade and you, all right? So uh, that, of course, is non-negotiable. So it's really for adult learners. That is the purpose of the degree. That's who they're targeting. And so for that reason, you, you can't have um, high school students pursuing this degree. They want um, just adults to do that. They're trying to uh, capture the, the community that's been discouraged and is like just can't get it, can't finish it. They want to motivate them. I mean, and let's be honest, they're not getting any tuition. Right. So, you know, they and they want traditional age students to get the training that they need for a job. But an adult learner is in a different situation because an adult learner has probably either started a career or they're thinking about a, a career. Again, they maybe have this college credit, but no credential. Sometimes just having that associate's degree on your resume allows you to check a box mm -hmm. that you couldn't check before. You may have had enough college credit, but just because it wasn't packaged into the form of a degree, you weren't checking the right box. And so maybe your resume or your application wasn't getting, you know, getting you in front of the people who make those hiring decisions. And these associates degree degrees look the same as any other on paper when they bring it to their employer, it's going to look the same as any other associate degree, right? Right. So th this is going to check that box of a two year degree. And now it's not going to take you two years to do it because you're coming in with college credit, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, the thing about this program, the more credit you have, the better. Okay, so they actually are are looking for candidates who have already got a lot of college credit. And so we'll we'll just kind of break this down here. You can't have a degree already, okay? That excludes you from participating. So you can't have a degree. <clears throat> if you have a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree from another program, this is not an opportunity to get a second degree. This has to be your first degree. Um, and some of your college credit needs to have come from a college. Now, I know that sounds kind of weird, but there's other types of college credit that don't come from a college. So for instance, um, you may have CLEP credit where you're testing out or DSST credit. You may have military credit. You may have other kinds of credit, but some of your college credit needs to have come from a regionally accredited college. Again, that's that's them filtering for the right people for this degree. Um, and so even if it was just a couple classes that you took back you know, 20 years ago, that's okay. Just so long as you have some college credit on there from an actual regionally accredited college. Okay. 
Did you say they had a requirement of how many courses need to be from regionally accredited? That's kind of a tricky question because they do say that on their website. And so I'll just, I'll just say here, um, unofficially, you're, I'm sorry, officially, you have to have 12 credits. Officially. Okay. Unofficially, I will tell you that in our adult group that we have of, of um, students who are working on this and, and kind of our support group that we've got going on, there's people without 12, but they have at least one <laughs> and they are allowing them through with other alternative credits. So unofficially, you might be able to get them to, to bend that rule a little bit. That's one of the rules that we have seen them bend, although that's not the official position. Their official position is that you should have 12 credits from a college and that's approximately three to four classes depending on on what you've got right a good portion of the people who are going for this are people who have already taken some credit here and there and then didn't finish so they're probably going to have it yeah 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 i mean I'm, I'm working with two adults that both have over 60 college credits and 60 college credits is roughly the equivalent of associate's degree so you need 60 credits to get this degree um, both of them have over 60 and neither of them have a degree mm. I mean, and it's, again, it's just a case of, you know, a withdraw here, a withdraw there, a change in requirements here, a change in requirements there, life gets in the way. I mean, and, um, you know, so, so life happens, life right. happens. So um, the, it really is going to serve a lot of people if they already have college credit to be thinking about getting this degree. Right. Yeah. So they will evaluate your credit. So once you've filled out your application, your next step is really to spend the next few days forwarding your college transcript or transcripts over to Pierpont. And if you've attended more than one college, send them all. You know, it doesn't matter how long ago that was. And there is usually a cost that you'll have to pay to wherever you attended to get your transcript. It might be a few dollars. It might be up to 15 or $20. So there's, there's possibly a cost there. But Pierpont doesn't charge you anything to evaluate your courses. So you're going to just send those in. And if you don't have a, an unofficial copy yourself or you don't have an old transcript yourself, also get one for you because that's going to allow you to plan to check and see that you've met the requirements. And if you haven't, we're going to talk in just a second about how to get some of those other credits too. All right. So if you have college credit, let's see, what else? Um, oh, if you have military credit, you'll want to send that over. If you've ever taken a CLEP exam or a DSST exam or even an advanced placement exam back from high school, all of those you want to send the official transcripts. All of these are going in the bucket, right? And they will also even evaluate some professional licenses and certifications. Um, however, that being said, they do charge a fee to do that. So if you have enough credit without it, my advice is just to skip past having them do that evaluation because it might not even be worth that many credits. And, and you don't want to pay for, um, you know, just a few credits. There's actually a lot of other ways where you can get that college credit. It's actually faster and cheaper than, than having some of those certifications and licenses evaluated. So, um, okay. So you've got everything going over there. All right. So once 
you know what what classes you have and credits you have and once they are working on evaluating those for you on your end here's what you're going to want to look for you need to have taken one class in communication or english okay so that is english 101 that's technical writing that's speech it's any form of a written english or a communication type of a class you only need one so if you never took English 101, right, but you took speech, that's okay. That's going to count. So you just need one class in the communication area, okay? You need one class in one of the social sciences. So your social sciences encompasses a lot of different things. Um, in the social sciences are psychology, sociology, anthropology, um, political science and government, uh, all your history any of, of those are going to be social science you only need one okay so if you've taken and passed one of those classes you're good you need some kind of a technology or computer class so computers 101 intro to computers um, information technology whatever the case may be you need one of those and then you need two classes in math or science now it does not have to be math and science okay so this is a very important um, distinction, especially for people who maybe have a little bit of math phobia, okay? You don't need a math class to get this degree, but you do need two classes in math or sciences. So this could this could be math, all right? If you've taken college math, uh, college algebra, any of those statistics, if you've taken any sciences, that's going to count. Biology, chemistry, environmental science, um, physics, uh, astronomy, any, any science, any math, is going to work now it doesn't even have to be a lab so technically you could you know take a, a clep exam for instance that would count as as six credits so that would be two classes um, with one exam so how you meet those essential classes that's their general education requirement is not super important the um the, the bottom line is that you have to have them okay and then everything else 45 credits everything else is going to be an elective. It can literally be in anything. It can be in underwater basket weaving. It can be in culinary arts. It can be in welding. It can be in business. It can be in psychology. It could be in journalism. It doesn't matter. It could be in anything else. And 45 credits is roughly 15 classes. So that's five essential classes and then 15 electives. And that totals 20 classes, 60 credits, and that's the associate's degree. And that's great. I mean, 45 elective credits that you get right there, that's where you can really sweep it all together and get mm -hmm. something done. Yeah, so it doesn't matter what you were intending on studying when you were a student. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you were in school for dance, if you were in school for auto mechanics, I mean, it doesn't matter. It That piece, that elective piece right there is where they have said, you know, we're just putting them into the basket. The fact that you've done them and passed them, that's enough. And, you know, they're going to um, they're they're going to allow any class that you have taken to fill those elective slots. It's it's just the essential the five general education ones. And, you know, it's funny because if you're pursuing an associate of arts degree that transfers to a four year school and that's a very common one for college advisors to direct people into, you probably were were on track to take only general education courses. So anything that you took during that first year, almost certainly 
is going to meet those gen ed requirements. And if you've got a degree, a bachelor's degree, about half of that, you know, first part of it anyway, is going to be general education. So, you know, it's very common for people to have these general education courses. And it's very likely that you, if you have college credit, that you will have already met these. Yeah, we're not going outside the norm here. This is a general education two-year degree mm-hmm. covering a wide range um, of subjects, and that's the four-year degrees have that. So we're exactly. not doing something outside the s- way outside the system. A lot of people don't go out like to go outside the system, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in a second, I'm going to tell you about they do have an option for kind of tightening this up and having it. It's not a major. They don't call it in a major. They call it an area of emphasis. But here's here's the, the kind of the takeaway. If you do not have those credits, okay, that does not exclude you from doing the program. It just means that you're going to have to get some more college credit before you do the program. All right. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Now, we've talked in a previous episode about CLEP exams. CLEP exams are basically a a multiple choice exam that allows you to independently study and then test out of a subject. You can use CLEP exams till the cows come home. These are zero dollars. There's no cost when you use the modern state's prep system, which is free, and they give you a voucher to take your exam. So if you need a few classes, for sure you can CLEP out. You just can't duplicate a class you already have. So like if you already have intro to psychology, you can't also then go get the CLEP test for intro to psychology because those will duplicate. But you can use the CLEP test for any of the subjects you haven't already got credit in. And that would be one way to fill in those gaps for no cost at all. Now, you can also use online companies that have the cheaper alternative credits. And we've also talked about some of those in past episodes, but two of them that... um, that I like are study.com and Sophia. And Sophia and study.com are both what we call ACE credits, which are credits that are evaluated by the American Council on Education. And these are not taught through a college. These are taught through a business, and then they can become college credit when they're used towards this degree. Um, now you can do online classes. There's a couple, obviously you could go to your local community college if you wanted to jump through those hoops. But there's a couple that are really flexible and easy to to take without all of that, and that's the Arizona State Universal, Universal Learner, and we've talked about that in our episode about um, the Starbucks plan. Outlier, which is a relatively new company, both of these are going to be a little bit more like a typical college class, except you don't have all of the admissions process that goes on. And you can just literally sign up and pay and, and take the class. So it's you know very, very simple to sign up and, and to do those kinds of, of classes. And keep in mind, I think I mentioned it, but keep in mind that the Pierpont associate degree does not participate in financial aid. So you really need to outsource these credits before you apply because you're not going to be taking classes with Pierpont. And they're you're not going to... They're not going to um, help you outsource these classes. That's you're on your own for that, right? They're not going to really help you. I mean, they might they might suggest to you um, that you need a science class. Types of classes that meet this requirement are biology, physics, chemistry, environmental science, astronomy. But beyond that, 
you're going to kind of have to go look for those. And so again, you could use your local college if you want to, but there's faster and cheaper ways to do it. And I mean, we'll put some of the links to those ideas in the show notes, but um, you know, I, I like to go for speed. And so self-paced options are ones that I really like because I have spurts of time. I don't always have time every day to do something. Um, and CLEP exams also the other one I like because it allows you to study independently and you can do that as fast or as, as slow as you need. And for those of you guys who maybe are bilingual, if you have um, the skill set of Spanish or French or German, you can take a CLEP exam in one of those subjects and get nine college credits just with one test. So that's a, that's a great option as well. All right, so you had asked me a minute ago about the general degree, and I wanna tell you about one other quick thing. They have an option, and it's an option, it's, it's not a requirement in any way, for an area of emphasis. And this is kind of their phrase that is like a major of sorts. So in order to get this area of emphasis, and that'll be noted on your transcript, they require that you have 15 credits in the same subject. So if you have um, about five classes, let's say that are all psychology, then that's enough to form an area of emphasis. If you have 15 or, or more really credits in business administration, that's enough to get an area of emphasis. And they have a long list of potential um, fields that you can use for your area of emphasis. There's almost a hundred, I think, but it does have to be from their list. So you can't like make up your own area of emphasis. You have to choose one of theirs. So like accounting, art, um, biology, sign language, criminal justice, um, business, dance, um, early childhood, math, welding. I mean, they have a ton. And so this is particularly helpful for adults who maybe did take a lot of classes early on. And if you were trying for an applied science degree when you first went to college, like a degree in welding, let's say, you probably have enough credit to get an area of emphasis. You'll just have to look and see if the area that you have all your classes in is one that they make available to you. And they make the final decision when they look at those five classes that you're sending over that they are five di different classes in that area enough to be to count for five classes. Yeah, good that point. It, yeah, I you, mean, you can't have, yeah. you can't duplicate, right? Yeah. So Psych 101 is different from human growth and development, um, but introduction to psych and general psych might be considered the same class. So like they will do an evaluation to make sure that it's in the same field, but it's a different actual class. Because you might've made, you might've made a mistake and, and took two of the same classes. They had different names and, and it was just a mistake. They, they have the final say on that. Yeah. And, and you have to ask for it too. They won't automatically assign it to you. So you on your communication with them and, and as they're kind of helping you make sure that you've completed the degree, you will have to say to them, hey, do I have, um, if, if I use these cre credits here or these classes, do I have enough to make an area of emphasis? And then they'll tell you. So if, if you already are kind of in a situation where you have a lot of those classes, it's, it's something that you could kind of enhance you know, your degree with by having that area of emphasis. It's something you could put on the resume instead of just having the Associate of Applied Science. You can have the Associate of Applied Science with an area of emphasis as 
emergency medical services, for instance, or with an area of emphasis in biology or, or whatever the case may be. So I guess what we'll do now is I want to just kind of give some points here. I think if you're listening and if you have college credit, you, maybe you have 60, but maybe, maybe even if you need college credit, go to Pierpont's website, go to pierpont.edu, read about the degree, type in Board of Governors, read about this associate's degree and get started. Because again, I just have to underscore, they do not charge you money to do this. This is completely free. You may already qualify for an associate's degree and you just have to go through the paperwork of submitting everything. So go to pierpont.edu, type in Board of Governors, read about the degree and fill out an application. It costs nothing. And so if you have wanted that degree, you've been waiting for an opportunity to do it, but you know life has just been challenging, this is 100% the time. Now, if you need support, and if you don't feel like you understand what we're talking about, or, or if you're starting with zero college credit, you can get into the course that I'm teaching. And this is not, um, this is just through Facebook and through um, the, the homeschooling for college credit platform that I use. So it's not something that I'm advertising outside of homeschooling for college credit. But if you go to HS4CC Academy, you can see that we've got a cohort of adults that are working on um, a class there called 90 Day Degree. So that's an option too. But you don't have to do that. You can 100% do this on your own. And you can go to Pierpont and you can pursue all of those processes, uh, particularly if you feel like you understand everything we've talked about today and you have enough credit to do it. Now, you, you've talked to the community about this degree. You've been talking to people about it. So has there been something that people have said is their biggest concern with this degree um, that really concerns them? I think people are skeptical that it's legitimate. I think that's been one of the questions that I have fielded from different people. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the Board of Governors and, and give a little background there because this is this college is 100% legitimate. I mean, I'm not even sure that the people who live in that town are aware that, that they've got this really unique program that serves their adults, right? So it's 100% legitimate and it's 100% regionally accredited. It's, it's completely um, free, like I said, and, and that is almost too good to be true. And so I do think that that's one of the reasons why um, it doesn't maybe get the traction or get the press that it should, because I think um, maybe it can't handle that much growth. But mm -hmm. if you're listening and if you, um, if you have college credit and you don't have a degree and you're an adult, then this is definitely one of the ways for you to check that box. They don't market it. You know, they don't make money off of it. But it, right. it's, it's, um, it's still good for the community. That doesn't mean that it's not good, good for the community. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I mean, I've personally helped many, many adults work through this. And it's kind of interesting because through my work with homeschooling for college credit, one of the things that we have happen sometimes is we have adults who are helping their teens earn college credit. OK. And so the adults will say, oh, it was, you know, I, I helped my student test out of biology and I had so much fun learning it with them that I took the exam and I got six college credits in biology, too. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you'll have adults, parents that are 
earning college credit here and there alongside their teens. And so this is also an option for, for those adults. And so it was, it was because there were a handful of adults that had talked to me about, you know, how can I use some of my college credit that I've been accumulating? It's kind of all over the place. It's kind of random. It's not been, you know, I haven't been enrolled at a college. How can I kind of roll these credits into a degree? And so um, one of my older sons who had a lot of college credit, but his credential was not a degree, it was a diploma. So he had a lot of college credit, but he didn't have a degree. I walked him through this process as well. And so since then, I had about a dozen people that have gone through it that I personally know and have watched and helped through this process. And so it's 100% above board. It is a true thing. <laughs> this is a hidden gem, a hidden gem that is legitimate. It is. And so that's why I thought it was a perfect topic for our podcast today. I wanted a few more people to know about it because I know that people listening to us, um, th there's plenty of people who have that college credit, but for whatever reason, just haven't been able to pull it into a degree. So, yeah, I mean, all of the information from what we're talking about today is going to be in the show notes and um, we'll give those links to you down below. And if you are one of those one in four adults walking around with college credit, but no degree, I mean, you can change that today. In today's episode, you learned how you can apply that existing college credit to a legitimate associate's degree and get that degree that you have always wanted to finish. So join us next time when we look at more resourceful ways to shave time and money off your credential. So until then, I'm Jennifer Cook-DeRosa. And I'm Shelley Cloutier. And you've been listening to College on the Cheap.